Journeys Group Studio. This is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is a split week. It's the last week of May, the first week of June. Yep. A short week as well. We had a holiday this past Monday. Memorial Day, indeed. Uh, which means Tuesday was a nightmare when we came in. <laughs> yeah. But it does mean that, you know, you've got one less day to have to worry about. You know, Part of being a business owner is just because it's a holiday doesn't that mean doesn't mean you're yeah it yeah. doesn't mean you're not I, I was I was working on Monday I, I not a whole lot but there were a couple of things I took care of while I, while I was on holiday holiday um, but I, although there is something about losing Monday that that, that it, it does something to my psyche in a good way yeah Monday, uh, Monday's are a good day to have off no doubt about it yeah yeah uh, we haven't had that um, blistering heat. <laughs> that we're no, no it's it's um it's been kind of a slow year for that mm. slow year for everything you're not kidding so i have a very depressing topic so let's get to it yeah do we do we need to i guess this whole show's gonna might i might be a little bit of a nah there there will be some ranting i think thrown into what we're yeah, talking about yeah, today. Yeah, show, yeah. yeah yeah so let's introduce ourselves that's a good idea my name is tommy pate I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. And I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We're an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, just outside of Greenville. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www dot the journeys group.com our website has a variety of financial articles that rotate through it has our schedule if you'd like to make an appointment with us our contact information it has uh, a calendar of upcoming events which the summer's kind of empty right now i think yeah um it has links to youtube facebook and instagram and last but not least, it has the podcast that you're listening to right now, Taking Care of Business, archived, or not archived, but has the links you can go listen to. I think we're on 19 different podcast platforms now. So have I left anything out? I don't think so. I, right. think, I think that's everything. So what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about the United States debt ceiling. Now, mm-hmm. the United States government has the ability to do what we as individuals don't just keep borrowing money keep borrowing money yeah uh congress created the debt soon in 1917 and it uh it affects the total amount that um the united states government can incur the the amount of federal debt in january of this year it stood at 31.4 trillion dollars now your initial thought is 31.4 is not bad but trillion is is an imaginably large number. That's nine zeros. Um, let's see. And I don't think people realize how much money that is. Yeah. Um, let's see. Earth is about a trillion meters from the moon. So, a trillion dollars is a million dollars multiplied by a million dollars. 
a trillion dollars is would stretch from the earth to the sun. It would take a military jet flying at the speed of sound, rolling out a reel of dollar bills behind it. It would take you 14 years before it stretched out a trillion dollars. I'll do you one better. In it, it, Let's take a billion for a second. One billion seconds is 31.7 years. What's a trillion seconds? Uh, so one trillion is a thousand billion. So 34,000 years. 34, th- no, 340,000 years. All right. So, so just to give you an idea of how big that number is. <laughs> yep. Now, the United States government has run a deficit. And this is for those of you that scream it's the Democrats or the Republicans' fault, has run a deficit of $1 trillion every year since 2001. I was going to say, to, to my and correct me if I'm wrong here, to my knowledge, I only know of one president that has not run a deficit, and that was Bill Clinton. And I could be wrong on that, but I thought, I'm pretty sure he was close well, to being dead that, even that year. That was back when the two um, parties worked together. Okay. That was back when Republicans and Democrats could could agree on things, as opposed to the children we have now. Um, in other words, we spend a trillion dollars more every year than, or the, we, as in the federal government, than it gets in taxes and revenues. And to make up the difference, it it, it has to um, uh, borrow. It. Has to borrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, since 1960, Congress has increased the debt ceiling. 78 times. There haven't even been that many years. Um, <laughs> um, so, I mean, just to give you an idea. Um, Can you imagine if a, if any business ran their business the way the federal government runs their, their budget? No, I mean, nobody can do what the federal government has. Here, here's what's interesting, you know, and this is really funny to me, not funny, but bad. Um, if we reach the debts, if, if we could not pay the debt, um, then all federal employees would stop getting paid. Except, except Congress. Congress. Congress exempted themselves from not being paid. Mm. What a surprise. Uh, it would also force almost an immediate recession. Um, loss of some 3 million jobs. Raise interest rates enough to increase the national debt by $850 billion. Um, so, you know, yada, yada, yada. Now, here's one thing that's that to me is, is mind-boggling, is that the idiots that we have in Washington, D.C., and I count both parties. And when I say idiots, I mean everybody. No, I mean that very complimentary because <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. That's true. Yeah. To, when they're not making any effort, it, put it like this. If you handled your debts like the like Congress does, <laughs> then when you're maxed out your credit card, Instead of trying to pay it down and stop using it, you would just simply call the credit card company and say, increase my limit. Raise my limit. Then you get right back to using it again. Now, I realize a lot of people do that, but that's not really smart. So there, there is no attempt in Congress at all on either side to reduce this debt. And when you hear this junk like 
This bill will reduce the federal debt by $18 trillion over the next 30 years. That's assuming that there is no increases over the next 30 years, and that's assuming that um, parties coming in continue to uh, enforce that. So um, the other thing the federal government does with their funky math is, let's say that the budget last year was $100 billion for social services, and this year it's $99 billion. Then... That's a hundred. That's a billion dollars reduction of the national of the federal debt by doing that. Even though they didn't pay it off or anything, they just didn't spend as much money over. So they're still spending over their limit, but they're counting it as a deficit. And so the um, so because they spent less on one thing, but probably spent more on something else, they count it as a deficit because they're looking. They look at each line item separately as well, its own individual thing. Let's say that your budget for gas is forty dollars. Okay, and you consistently spend sixty dollars. Okay, and this year you only spent fifty-eight. That's still a surplus. Nope, you would count that as a win if you were the federal government. But I'm still spending more than what I budgeted. Doesn't matter. You're spending less of the more than what you budgeted. I mean, they're moving. They're they are moving in the right direction with that, but it's not okay. All right. So I know everybody's heard all the hoorah about the the debt ceiling was uh, the the there was a, an agreement reached this past weekend by uh, two of our less intelligent individuals, Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden. And what was it? Uh, I think the this coming Thursday, the June the first was the deadline, right? June fifth or June fifth. Okay. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now. Here's what we know. Now, to me, if you have an agreement on the debt ceiling, then you limit it and you start painting off. Oh, no. Just raise it. Oh, no. No, they didn't even do that. What they did was they have suspended the debt limit through January 1st of 2025. There is no debt ceiling until after the next presidential election. None. They can spend as much money as they want to. None. Um, now, so that, you know, that, that just takes it off play for the next presidential election. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that they're, that they're doing that because it's, it's, it's almost like, this is me opening up Pepsi, by the way. Oh, I know. Um, I was telling our audience, both of them. it's almost like they're, they're expecting to lose. And so if, if Biden or a Democrat does not win the presidential election, it's almost like they're passing the buck off to somebody else and making it somebody else's problem the next sucker to yeah i mean but it, but it's, it's it's almost like they expect to lose the election to me that's what that's what that would indicate because otherwise if if to me it doesn't make sense if they're confident they're going to win the election why would they put this off until right after the presidential election when all lives are going to be on whoever wins now a big win for the vic- for the republicans i'm air quoting and laughing hysterically is that non-defense spending has been capped. Actually, what happens is, under the deal, non-defense spending remains flat in 2024 and increases by 1% in 2025. After 2025, there are no caps. So, they didn't do anything. They just basically said, you can't spend more this year, but hey, two years from now, go crazy. They, they they put a uh, a band aid on a band aid on, on a my 
but uh, they no, put a uh, they put a they put a band aid on a chainsaw cut. Okay, I go with that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so they call that a cut. That they're that they're because they're limiting it for the next twenty four months. Not well, even twenty four no, months. No, Eighteen months. Next twelve months. Yeah. Not yeah. yeah. Um. But they they're gonna call that a win. That hey, we've limited the spending. Um, the bill calls for temporarily key phrase here, temporarily broadening of work requirements for certain adults receiving food stamps. All right, currently, childless able-bodied adults ages eighteen to forty-nine are only able to get food stamps for three months out of every three years, unless they work at least twenty hours a week. Okay. Ooh, this would increase the age limit from forty-nine to fifty-five. Oh, oh, my goodness. Um, Thank God for this humanitarian. Uh, yeah. It would rescind $28 billion in COVID relief funds. This is COVID. This is money that was approved by Congress but wasn't spent. And so now they're saying you have to give it back. It took a freaking bill to say you've got to give the unspent COVID monies back. Back to, to to the federal government. To the, the, money, the money that they're already holding. Who spends it so wisely. All right, here's the big one. Uh, and, and, you know, I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I hate to be cynical about this, but if we're looking at a $34 trillion total deficit, $28 billion is not is is nothing. That is that 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 is that is not well, worth the paper it's printed on. Why would you have to pass a bill that said if you don't spend it, you have to give it back? Isn't that just common sense? Okay, if you don't if if you don't spend it, put it in the bank or do something. I I, I, just, I got an idea. If you don't spend it, put it on the thirty one point one trillion dollars of debt. Exactly. But but why would you have to? Why say would you have to specify that. that you have to give it back? I mean, why? Yeah, why would you have to specify that it can't be spent? Mm. But again, what what kills me is that on thirty four trillion dollars, they're hemming and hawing here over twenty eight billion, which is less than I, I can't I'm I'm I can't do the math off the top of my head. But it's it's not it's nothing compared to thirty four trillion dollars. All right, here's a vicious one: cut internal revenue service spending. The House Republicans have been determined to cut the $80 billion in IRS funding over 10 years that Biden put in his good. <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not um, good. This bill would take $10 billion from fiscal 2024 and another $10 billion from fiscal 2025 to be used in non-defense areas. Now, what is part of a non-defense area? The IRS. So, so we're taking money that was supposed to go to the IRS and putting it in the IRS. Well, potentially. we don't really know that, well, but but but, yeah. that, it, but it could is what I'm saying yeah. is that it could go back to the IRS. Yeah, it also would rescind 1.4 billion dollars in funding, which means that once the IRS uses their money, they have to come back and ask for money from Congress, and this will happen in less than ten years. All right. Are you sitting down for this next one? I am. I am. I am this overjoyed to hear this. This is a big one. Restart student loan payments. Again, okay. why would it take a bill? To- <laughs> why? Why would? Why would it take a a full bill 
to 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 say, hey, you owe this money. It's time to start paying it back. I mean, why why would why can they not just? Oh, I don't know. Tell people, hey, you got to start paying it. Why why does it take a, a whole bill to do that? It, it would expedite a natural gas pipeline in West Virginia. Now, why West Virginia? Oh, wait, isn't that where Joe Manchin's from? The thorn in the side of the Democrats. <laughs> This is funny. I mean, it's, if it wasn't so tragic, it would it would it's be comical. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's just it, it's it's comic. You and I were talking about this earlier. It's just it's comical because these people are willing to risk millions of jobs and your tax dollars to have a how do I how do I how do I put this politely um, to have a, I really to have a contest about who's who's better. There we go. Um, and, and there's no repercussion to them for it. I mean, they're willing to, they were almost willing to spin the country into a massive recession, lay off millions of people just because they didn't want to work because they, because they could not or would not reach across the aisle and work together because they refused to come to any kind of compromise. Because at the end of the day, anytime you're doing a deal, like anytime you're doing a deal with, with anybody that you don't agree with, there's going to be some compromise. I mean, you're going to, you're going to have to give some things up. They're going to have to give some things up. That's the way compromise works is that there's, you find a place to meet in the middle, but these morons that are up there refuse to do that. And they're putting, millions of people's jobs and families at risk to do that. Well, and, I, and there's no repercussion to them for it. There's absolutely no drawback to them to do this. They, they could have, they could have not come to a deal and it would not have affected them one bit. I think that it's important. Uh, one of the big tragedies we have today, and we've talked about this before is that there is no honest news source anymore. Uh, and I'm talking about CNN. I'm talking about Fox, both sides. So because there's no honest news anymore, people don't keep up with stuff. They don't follow. And so when you basically see, um, I mean, just just ridiculous stuff that Congress does, um, like this debt debt deal, which is really all they've done is they've kicked the Both sides have said, let's kick the ball down the road for two years. Until after the presidential election, that, yeah, that's all. Yeah, we, we've got enough to worry about coming up. Let's just let, let's yeah. let's make it somebody else's yeah. problem. After yeah, that. that's 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 literally all they've done. Um, but I guess the question is, why do we keep sending the same people back? I do not um, know. Why does um why why do why does California send ninety year old Don Feinstein back? Why does Pennsylvania send what's the guy's name that had Fetterman? John Fetterman, a that, stroke, that, a stroke that had a stroke, and then was hospitalized for, for depression from the stroke. Why does New York uh, elect a moron like AOC? Um, why do just to pick on the Republicans? Why does Kentucky send um, uh, Senate Minority Leader? Um, Oh come on! I can see his face clearly. Uh, it's not Mitch. Uh, yeah, Mitch, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. Why is Mitch McConnell still in power? I mean, I'll I'll hit both sides of the table. I mean, there's there's no there is no reason. I mean, these people have been in politics for decades and have done nothing with it. So why do we keep sending them back? I mean, and, and for those of you that are pro Republican, they're saying, well, now they hadn't had the chance. Let me remind you. Mm-mm. Both parties in the last 50, last 20 years have had majorities, have had not just majorities, but They've both con- parties has, have, have had control of the presidency, the Senate and the House at the same time. Yeah. At multiple points. And along, nothing was done. Yeah. Absolutely nothing was done. 
And yet we keep sending these same people back. Do you know that if they kick out, if they finally come to their senses, New York, which is kind of an oxymoron, mm-hmm. but if they were to kick out AOC out of Congress, she has like $125,000 pension for the rest of her life. That we pay for. Oh, of course. And she's done nothing. Of course. She's done nothing but spout nonsense for the last however many years she's been in Congress. So if you take this, I would encourage you to take the time out and look at this budget deal. I just air quoted because it's not a deal. And literally all they've done is they've kicked the can down the road for um, 18 months. Yeah. For, yeah in class presidential elections. Yeah. Um, but America, wake up. You, you are getting the shaft by people that are supposed to be looking after you. And is I mean, you just we need to vote different people in. My yeah. gosh. I mean, yeah. it's just it's terrible what's going on. Um we talk about this is the greatest country in the world. There ain't no doubt about that. But the leaders, air quote again, the leaders that we elect are going to destroy this country. Uh, and you know, if you don't start paying attention man, and I understand you you gotta kinda dig to get facts. I mean what we talked about today, I got from BBC, Wall Street Journal. I got from four or five different sources. Well, and, and, and the way to do it, and, and this this takes some effort. The way to do it is you read, like you said, five or six different articles about the same thing and then and then pull the things that they had. They all have in common because, you know, if four or five different places are saying it, you know, good chance is probably fact so you do have to do some digging on this but it's so important and i'm speaking to myself as much as anybody it's so important to stay informed because they're not going to tell you this stuff there's a ton of news that goes on every day huge things that go on every day that i i guarantee probably 90 percent of the american people don't know about because they don't watch the news you know when's the last time you heard anything about the whistleblower thing with the fbi when's the last Shut time you heard down. when's the last time you heard anything about that and, and by the way Remember that the Republicans have the majority in the House, and you still don't hear anything about the whistleblower up there. I mean, they have the ability to push this thing through, and there's nothing. Now, a Republican will tell you that we are pushing it through, but the news doesn't want to report on it. And I'll go, all right, I can I can actually see that. Having said that, <laughs> do, you have, do you only you don't have any other option on how to get the news out? Yeah, I mean, if the news won't push it, do you not have the ability to – um, I mean, with all the social media that you've got that that everybody seems to use all the time, you're telling me you can't go on there and just make one simple post that outlines what's going on. You've got to wait for the news media to do it. So let's. I mean, we you know kind of rant Ray, but I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just aghast at the the garbage that comes out of Washington D.C. and Raleigh too. Raleigh oh, just oh, oh, anywhere, yeah. Um, and I just wonder what it's going to take for people to realize that that they're being um, they're patsies in a poker game, and we're not even doing the hand. The, the people in Congress are. We have given total authority to those morons in Congress, and buddy, they are taking us to the cleaners. You know, it's funny when the the whole January sixth insurrection, whatever you want to call it, happened. Um, I kind of laughed when people got all up in arms about it because, you know, was it handled properly? Yeah, probably not, but. The really funny thing is the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and all all of these documents that that founded this country, the Constitution states that if we the people feel that we have a tyrannical government that is no longer representing the people, we as citizens of the United States have every right 
to overthrow the government. I don't think it's tyrannical. I think it's just not not tyrannical, not tyrannical, incredibly stupid and self centered. No, 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 not tyrannical. But they're not. They are no longer representing the people's best interest. And so, if if that is the case, and we the people feel that, we have every right under the Constitution to go in and overthrow the government and set it up how we want to set it up. Because at the end of and and I'm not I'm not. Please do not take that as me trying to rile everybody up or start an insurrection. But at the end of the day, they work for us. We elect them to this job. We hire them to this job. One of the greatest thing I saw a excerpt the other day from um, the um, uh, Homeland Security guy under Trump that was being grilled by uh, what was the clown's name? Um, no telling. It, it was a Democrat Congress lady. And he found he kept talking, and she was slamming the gavel down, saying, "You're going to respect this gavel." And he said, "Hey, you work for me. I don't work for you." And she was just horrified that he said that, and that's that's the truth of the matter. Yeah, they they've forgotten who they work for. Yeah, um, I just know it's time. Let me do this real quick. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, if you disagree with us. Hey, free country by all means. Oh, if you want to talk to us, if you want us to help you out with your finance, we love the opportunity. I know today's been a rant and rave. Our phone call, our phone number is 252-746-6785. Would love to visit and chat with you uh, about what we do and how we do it. Possibly uh, not talk about the federal government for a couple of hours, but we'd welcome the opportunity to to, to work with you as, as your financial planner. Um, as you can tell, we're somewhat conservative. And have a disdain for big government bureaucracy. Bureaucracy, yeah. yeah. Here the music in my ear, so it's time to get out of here. I appreciate the opportunity to let rant and rave like this, and look forward to visiting with you next week. Hopefully, we'll be in a better mood. <laughs> Until then, this is Tommy Pate, and this is George Pate, taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.